In this week's episode of the Pass the Everything podcast, we go into who is too good for vaccine mandates in restaurants, a new preventative measure to prevent COVID-19, revisiting how food can influence your luck with the lottery, something for vegans to look forward to at McDonald's on Valentine's Day, and on a McDonald's note, something else that the rest of us shouldn't hold our breath on plus a food crossover into the beauty world and how Reddit is saving or hurting a restaurant. We close with our food high and low moments of the week, including some travel stories. Let's eat. From our table in New Orleans, this is the Pass the Everything podcast. Your favorite food podcast. If we sound extra sleepy today, <sighs> it's because I think we're both a little bit jet lagged and probably still extended hungover. A lot of bit to both. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm st- I mean, I, I, I tried doing the thing where I drank a bunch of liquid IV before you came over. And then while you were here, I made tea and now I'm drinking water and nothing. My voice is just, it's declining fast. Okay, so should I just make the whole episode like real quick so we can no. get you back to a nap? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, I got too much to do, but I appreciate I appreciate the consideration. Perk up, Buttercup. We got yeah. shit to do. We're here. We're doing this. Yeah, I am enthused despite how my voice sounds right now. He is my podcast partner. For the sake of the podcast, we call him PTE. He started the Pass the Everything Instagram that began this whole journey. And he is freshly back from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And she is Ashley. She is my wonderful co-host who quit her career in radio to help me launch this podcast. And she is fresh back from San Diego. Yeah. Will's vagina. (laughs) San Diego. I'm completely miserable, San Diego. (laughs) How was it? I know we'll get into it later, but did you have a good time? I'm completely miserable to be home. Yes. Because you go from like sunny and beautiful. And Mm. then when you land back in New Orleans, usually it's fine. But when we landed, it was 40 something degrees and rainy. Yeah, and rainy. It was shockingly cold. I went from, uh, there was one night in New York, it was nine degrees. And it was the highest. Nine? Nine. Just just single digit by itself? Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, it was nine. Um, And the highest it got to, I think one day was 32. So I was very excited to get back. But then when I landed, I thought the same thing. I'm like, it's really cold in New Orleans right now. Came back to wet, cold weather. Right. It makes you miss your vacation even more when you come back. And now you have stuff to do. Yeah. And it's dreary. Perfect nap weather, you know? Great nap weather. Minus the fact that we have things to do because vacation things. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Vacation from the vacation, Uh as they always say. Yeah. Uh, To start off the scoop, someone else was in New York over the weekend. I'm now wondering if you guys went together. This person (laughs) is making the headlines. An unvaccinated Sarah Palin dined indoors over the weekend against New York City's vaccine mandate. Was she with you? I wasn't going to bring this up until uh, we got to our food high and low. Uh, but yeah, I was with Sarah Palin. Um, how'd you know? <laughs> that it's was crazy. the reason for your trip. Yeah, I really like to hang out <laughs> with uh, ex-governors of Alaska um, who were somehow made famous over a decade ago and just, mm-hmm. you know, just have a nice meal with them. Still no, lingering <laughs> along in the still, headlines. Yeah, still somehow making headlines. I, it blows my mind that Sarah Palin still somehow manages to make news. I can't tell if she's like the dumbest person alive or if she's just actual genius because she's managed to make a living off of being Sarah Palin somehow. Um, Random all, little shreds it, of relevance. Yeah, like just like she pops up and she does something that's come like inexcusable or says something stupid and then she like goes into the void and then she pops back up again and somehow was relevant. And now we're talking about her. Her PR person must work really hard because she was also featured on a show called The Masked Singer. No, I, I saw and one it's episode. It's like celebrities though. in costumes. I can't believe that she was on this show, but I also can believe it because this is kind of what she does, right? Like it's her MO to just do random shit where she just pops up. And, and this is unrelated to the story, yeah, but yeah. when she was on that season, it was this person in a costume singing Baby Got Back. And I was like, someone come get their mom. Like, no, what no. is this? And I was like, oh my God, that totally checks out. That's yes. why it sounds like somebody's mom. Because it's friggin' it's Sarah Palin. Yeah. She, if I remember right, she has a very large family too. Like, I mean, there's nothing to do in Alaska. It's, you know, it's very cold uh, for the better <laughs> play part. Play hockey and make babies. Yeah, play hockey and have you some sex because no one's going outside. You know what she's not doing? She's not getting vaccinated. Yeah, well, and but somehow she's still managing to eat. Uh, like, Well, here's it, what it is. It was this Italian restaurant in the city that apparently 
according to like the manager who says, first of all, that he was not there that night. So that's his way of saying like, this never would have happened under my watch. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't there that night, but apparently their kind of protocol, despite it being like a city law. Yes. Is that they check you. But if you're a regular, they kind of stop checking you because they know already. Yeah, They're like, like, oh, you're here we've all the seen time. You. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. So yeah. they assume, the manager assumes that Sarah Palin was there with one of the regular dining guests known at that restaurant and just slipped in with them okay. and didn't get checked. Interesting. Yeah, this isn't a, this is certainly not a knock on New York because as someone who was just there and unfortunately was not hanging out with Sarah Palin, I don't have any stories like that. I can say that checked everywhere, right? Yeah, it's literally everywhere. I won't name any other places, but compared to some other places I've been, I was actually very, very surprised. Like, oh shit, like New York isn't fucking around. Yeah. Um, So, and you didn't find yourself self important enough to just walk in and think that you were above the rules. Yeah, exactly. I was just Crazy. like, yeah, these are the rules. It is what it is. Like I understood that going there and I obliged so I can enjoy myself. Like that's kind of how things work. So I'm not Sarah Palin. At this point, I just, I'm convinced that she does things on purpose just to make headlines. It is what it is. The related headline on this story is literally Sarah Palin tests positive for COVID. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It goes <laughs> well, out. Yeah. You know, when you're out with, and there's millions of people surrounding you, it's only a matter of time. I, I probably fucking got it. I was joking around that I was going to fly back to New Orleans with a, with a new COVID strand that they're going to do contact tracing Mm -hmm. and discover that it was uh, because of me being an idiot. And I'll share that later on in the podcast. But yeah, uh, um, if there's a new strand in New Orleans, I'm sorry, but it's probably coming from me. Okay, well, then that's a perfect segue into this next thing. It's a preventative measure for not contracting Mm. COVID-19. I like New research shows. I love the, the research shows. Yes. Just an alcoholic somewhere being like, I'm good. (laughs) New research shows that drinking red wine might reduce your chances of contracting COVID-19. People who consumed five or more glasses of red wine a week had a 17% lower risk of catching the virus. Listen, I don't want to jinx anything here. I'm like, I'm literally knocking on what as I say this. This could very well be a reason why I have not contacted came into contact with it. I mean, contracted, con- con- contract. I've definitely been in contact, but contracted yes. it. Or I just like, I don't know. It's certainly not my immune system because I put that fucker to the test every weekend. Right. It's not because I'm like a workout fiend. Everyone knows that I'm not the biggest into that thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it my red wine consumption? Is that what's going on here? I'm like 17% better because I drink red wine almost every day. Probably. Yeah. I won't be surprised if you go to the pharmacy and they've moved the red wine display, like just right there <laughs> into the cold and flu medication. <laughs> that would actually be a genius move. Like right next, like vitamin D. It's, it's just like vitamin it's just a red D. wine. You know that like that stuff they call it like emergency, yes. like your, yes. your masks and yes. red wine. Like it's your COVID kit. Oh my God. That would be hilarious. I don't think you and I have actually had this conversation before. Are you a red wine person? If we have, I apologize. I legitimately don't remember right now. It's fine. You don't have to keep track of my drinking habits. Well, I remember (laughs) there's a lot of things that we share that stick out to me, but I don't think. Because most of the things I share, you're like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, there no are, other person has ever said that to know. me before in my life. Yeah, there are things that definitely throw me for a loop. Wait, what? You did? You enjoy what? Um, but are you a red wine drinker? Do you enjoy red wine? Yes, just not usually by itself because I get gnarly oh. red wine headaches. Oh, fair. Even after like a glass, it's just too much. Uh, I mean, I don't have just a glass ever. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. I well, guess I sense. don't have that kind of you know, self-control that like, if I'm going to have drinks, yes. I will be drinking. Oh, I'm not going to have a okay. glass. Yeah. 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 Understandable. That answers another question that you didn't ask, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is all I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm trying to figure this out here. So, but no, yeah, like we're going out to eat Italian restaurant. Like we're going to split a bottle of red wine, you know? Absolutely. But at the house, like if I, I will sit and watch like a movie and have a glass of red wine, not happening. You're like two, three. Yeah. Like I'm close to finishing off the bottle. I'll I don't just, do just that. like, I don't dip my toe into the pool. I'm like cannonball. Dive, yeah. yeah. Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I understand. Well, guess you know, what? Like, once it's open, I, I need another one, you know, and then the, yeah. oh, I'm at the bottom. I should get another one. This honestly story sounds like you were the researcher behind it. It's like research says, I'm like, uh, research says I can have five glasses. <laughs> uh, 17%. That sounds like a reasonable percentage that no one will question me on. Yeah, They wouldn't check it. Yeah. 17. It's not like I said 50%. Yeah, 17, that sounds totally reasonable. It's a very specific number, too. No one's going to question 17%. 17% healthier because you drink red wine. See, you get stats and numbers that sound, you know, likely. And sure, we'll we'll let it be food science. Food science. There you go. You're welcome, red wine drinkers. We talked about some stats previously in an episode of the podcast. And 
I think this story is further proving what we talked about. I okay. don't remember the statistic and how much it increased the likelihood or whatever the first time we talked about it. But once again, somebody has won mega millions in the lottery just by using the numbers from their fortune cookie. I wish, I honestly feel like this is one of the very first episodes we had yeah. where we talked about this. And I, w- I want to remember the stat, but yeah, we were sharing this with people. And then we even said, if you listen to this podcast <laughs> and then you use the numbers from your fortune cookie to win the lotto, you fucking owe us half your money. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and just by listening to this podcast, this is like a, like a, a verbal agreement basically. Right. So you're already under contract. You've already consented. You can't hit pause now. Like you're now under contract mm-hmm. with us, but I do hope you win a bunch of money and just give half of it to us this happened this really happened in real life again i'm super wondering if this guy that lives in uh, north carolina Uh somehow listens to the podcast okay and does he owe us two million dollars because he won a four million dollar mega millions jackpot uh he and his wife apparently eat at this same asian restaurant once a week okay about Mm -hmm. and one time he just decided on a whim to use the fortune cookie and play his numbers and he ended up with the largest win in the history of online play in the state of North Carolina. My rational brain goes, okay, this is completely random, right? But if it's happened multiple times, at what point does it stop being random? We need more people out there going out to Chinese restaurants. Well, I say Chinese because it's like American Chinese food has starred the whole mm-hmm, fortune cookie mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. which I think I also talked about before. So I'll mm-hmm. shut up now, <laughs> but and going out to a Chinese restaurant and getting a fortune cookie and using that for lotto numbers. Like we need more people testing this out. Listeners of the pod. That's what we need. I mean, I think we might be we also looking at, as I was going to say, we yeah. don't need other people to go win the money. We need to take our own advice and start we doing do. it. I know every time we have homework, we never follow up on it. Even if the homework is like eat Chinese food, become a millionaire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need to, yeah. We need to get our shit together, but I'm happy for him. This is incredible. And again, for anyone listening, who maybe didn't catch on the last episode, you're welcome. Like go to a fucking Chinese restaurant and get the fortune cookie, get a couple of them, bring a bunch of people. Y'all get different numbers, hopefully, and then enter the lotto. One of you is probably going to become a millionaire then reach out to us. And then uh, you can Venmo. Uh, we can do a wire transfer. We can figure it out. <laughs> like I'm happy for you, but I'm also mostly like we want, we want the cut. Finder's yeah, fee. Yeah. Finder's fee. I just can't believe that we're already at the end of the first month of the year. I feel like it's flying in a way, but also dragging. Does it though? We're coming up on Valentine's Day. Okay. I figured you were going to segue, so mm -hmm. I didn't want to like interrupt with a Mm -hmm. five minute rant. Okay. (laughs) Five minute rant on the concept of time. On on January, how time is a construct. Look at me doing my public service to both yes. you and the listener. Like <clears throat> Valentine's day is coming. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a good reminder that maybe you should start thinking, considering any of that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are in the areas of Dallas and San Francisco, mm-hmm. there's going to be a new way for you to celebrate Valentine's day this year. A kind of unlikely one. I'm curious to hear what it is because I'm trying to think of any kind of correlation between Dallas and San Francisco and Valentine's day. And I'm drawing a blank, especially if you're a vegan. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. completely lost. Listen, you. Yeah. There's a Venn diagram. <laughs> None of these circles <laughs> are touching right now. They're all like very <laughs> spread apart. There's <laughs> a big gap. <laughs> no, there's, there are, vegans that live in those places and yes. celebrate Valentine's day. You are just so far off the page that that chart is on. Yo, oh my God. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> running in the opposite direction. I'm like, this sounds like my fucking nightmare. <laughs> Vegan in Dallas and Valentine's day, like shoot me in the fucking face. All right. Beginning February 14th in those market areas of mm-hmm. the Dallas area and the San Francisco Bay area, you can celebrate Valentine's day with something called a McPlant which is a Uh, burger from McDonald's that is meatless. It's their new Beyond Meat burger. I feel like all of their burgers are beyond meat. I mean, let's be honest here. Like it, their meat burgers are not meat. They are beyond meat. Like, but well, I this understand. One, it was at yes. no point any part of an okay. animal. Yes. There we go. Okay. Is that a better? Uh, yeah, I that's understandable. I just had to give them shit, even though I'm a big double quarter pounder fan after I've had, you know, some beers. It's crazy to me. I'm trying to understand who in their right mind on Valentine's Day would be like, we're going to McDonald's. I'm going to treat you to the McPlant. How is that part of it? I don't understand how, how anyone, like legitimately a single person in the world would want to do that on Valentine's this Day. This is going to be one of those situations where once again, I, I'm going to say afterward, like, I need to stop giving people ideas. Uh, they could totally take this and run with it. Ready? Okay. Happy Vegan Times Day. 
Enjoy uh, our new McPlant burger. <laughs> I hate it because like it's so like corporate corny, but it's something that I could very well see them doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole podcast has just been giving away marketing ideas uh, for a number of episodes now. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I just I'm still having a hard time understanding why anyone in the right fucking mind would want to spend their Valentine's Day eating a McPlant whether they're by themselves, with their significant other, with family members, yeah. et cetera. And also like for McDonald's to look at this and be like, Valentine's Day, this will be the perfect day to no- advertise the McPlant. Right. Like what what correlation is there? Like the Venn diagram for me, they're still not intersecting. I'm still not understanding how, how this came about. And somewhere in the world is a boardroom with a bunch of higher level like McDonald's execs. And they're having these conversations, getting paid a lot of money to do it. And this is the shit they're coming up with. That's disappointing. It really Maybe is it's just because it's a date that we all remember. Okay. Instead of saying like coming February 20th or whatever, which is. Is just, that Valentine's Day? No, February oh, yeah. 14th. <laughs> it's the 14th. Okay. <sighs> well, then never mind. Point disproven. I was going to say maybe it's because we just all know that date instead of just a random yeah. other number that they were coming up with in the first quarter well, of the remember year. Remember the last episode, it got brought up. Valentine's Day is bullshit. It's a Hallmark holiday that was literally designed for people to spend money on shit. Anyways, uh, I've already <laughs> ranted once about it. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know the date, obviously. I literally thought yeah. you were saying the 20th instead of the actual day. Valentine's Day is coming on February 14th. Okay. As is, the, as is the McPlant. As is the McPlant if you uh, are at one of 600 McDonald's restaurants in the states of Texas and California. That is a lot of McDonald's locations. Here's it, the weirdest thing that jumped out to me in this story. Uh, it was tested in the fall in a small scale test in uh-huh. just eight restaurants originally. Okay. Also in Texas, California, but also somewhere in Louisiana. And I need to know where. Where yeah. in Louisiana did they test out the McPlant? Yes. And how did that go? Dude, so again, <laughs> this goes back to my point of saying like there's high level execs that are sitting in a boardroom somewhere deciding McPlant's coming. We're going actual beyond meat. We're doing Valentine's Day because for some fucking reason, this crossover makes sense. Oh, and by the way, before we launch it, I think the state of Louisiana would be a really good demographic to test this out on. Where in Louisiana? I never saw that. No one in I Louisiana even this. knew that the McPlant was being tested because no one goes to McDonald's and gets and gets a burger that's anything other than like a double quarter pounder or a Big Mac. I mean, let's be honest here. It could have been like McDonald's that's almost across the street from me. I would have never noticed. I don't think it was something that they were doing like a lot of signage and stuff if it was just like a small test. Yes. It's probably that thing where when you get to the the menu board, mm-hmm. you're like, hi, welcome to McDonald's. Would you like to try a McPlant? Oh yeah. No, absolutely not. I don't know what that is, but I have my heart set on a double quarter pounder because I'm fat and I don't want your plant-based burger. I'm here to be a piece of shit. I'm not here to help save an animal. Like, (laughs) well, for me, it's like, I don't even know what you just offered me, but I cannot be distracted by that right now. I just want my nuggets. Yeah. And so now we're going into the mental state that you've talked about before where it's like, it fucks me up, right? If you Mm -hmm. go air in a drive-thru or even if you're at a restaurant, you've looked at the menu in advance or, you know, the menu in advance, you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, when some, trying when some, to give you something new. Yes. And they start throwing these ideas at me. And if one even catches my attention 1%, my brain is going off the rails. Like, I'm like, dude, don't do this to me. Like, I already had it ordered. I was practicing it, saying it to uh-huh, you in yeah. my head. Yep. And now you're throwing these options at me. And I'm kind of freaking out right I'm now. I'm the equivalent of like fingers in my ears going, la, 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 No, 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 no. Don't even say whatever that is. I don't, la, I don't want to hear la, it. La, 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 Big Mac. La, 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 la. La 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 nuggets. No, 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 I can't hear anything you're saying. La, 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 I don't hear you. Large diet coke. La 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 la. <laughs> Please let me pull around. Please stop talking to me. Oh my god. The also, only- could you just freaking tell me how much I owe you and don't tell me the I'll I'll tell you the total at the window. I would like to get my change ready before I get there. Yeah. And not yes. be stressed out it while you're watching me count coins. Yeah. Oh, so you're like a, an exact change person. Like if you go through When else am I ever gonna dump That's off fair. change? Other than when I get to like a fast food place. I'll give you the most New Orleans answer ever. When I have to go to a gas station to put air in my tires. That's the only, oh, that's yeah, the only, that's but that's the only, only quarters. Time. That's yeah, only quarters. It's only always. Quarters. Yeah. It's a pain in the fucking ass. And oh no. I hoard my quarters. No, you have separate... to because that shit in New Orleans is gold because our tires are always going fucking flat from all the potholes that we're hitting. I bought a new tire last week, so I'm feeling a little bit triggered by this conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. Well, at least the car has a new tire. We can move on from it. It's fine. We, we'll kind of move on. Keep the yeah. rage going. I have another okay. McDonald's story. And oh, wow. okay. my I'll tell you my response before I even give you the headline. Okay. My response is like, why even bother? Mm. McDonald's is testing a new peanut butter crunch McFlurry. Have you ever been to a McDonald's recently in the past, I don't know, five years where you've been able to get a McFlurry of any kind, any flavor? No. Any mix in? No, like legitimately, I don't remember the last time that I went to order a McFlurry and they did not crush my soul by telling me that the machine was down. Well, now they're trying one that's made with crushed up peanut butter cookies and chocolate. Awesome. So they can't figure out the vanilla, but they can figure out crushed peanut butter and whatever. Yep. The, yep. Yeah. They, <laughs> this is not going to work. You think that by adding more ingredients and things that actually have like texture and can fuck things up, like that's going to make things better. They can't handle like vanilla and hot syrup. I don't I literally understand. just want the, the M&M McFlurry. It is little mini M&Ms oh, so good. and ice cream and that's it. No, I've, our machine's broken. I've wanted one day, honestly, to to go to the drive-through and order McFlurry to be crushed. Like, sorry, the machines are down. And then when I pull up to the window to pay for everything else I order, I want the person to just be casually eating a McFlurry. And then yeah. while they take my car, they're just like staring me dead in the eyes. Do you want that? I want that because I feel like that's the reality. It'll I give feel you an like, excuse to fly off the handle. Is that why you want no, it? No, <laughs> I, I honestly don't think I'd fly off the handle. I think my reaction would be the opposite. I'd be like, word. Now I know what I've been thinking this entire time, which is... The fucking machine works. Just for some reason, maybe it's like a- Wait till I tell yeah. the podcast. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's a pain <laughs> in the ass to operate. Maybe there's something going on, but I don't believe that this crazy thing where like the machine's always down. I firmly believe that it's actually operating. It depends on who's working. They're like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that machine tonight, but I'll right. make myself a McFlurry. Because I used to work at McDonald's in high school and I would have pulled that shit. I think it's because they don't want to clean it after. Yeah. Can you imagine what a pain in the ass that is? And they're getting paid minimum wage. I'm not cleaning out a McFlurry machine. And now they're going to start doing like crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not cleaning that out at all. Not happening. Especially since you're probably going to make, I mean, out of a whole day. Sure. It makes sense that you need to keep the the French fry set up working, right? Because every almost everybody gets French fries with their orders. Yeah, How many orders out of a day order a McFlurry? So you have to Mm. do all that shit with the machine for like three people? What would you guess? Like one out of 10 people that come through the drive-thru McFlurry? Well, now nobody even asks because we all know it doesn't work. Yeah, which is what they want. (laughs) This is what they want. Like this is great. Fucking tinfoil hat time. Yeah, like their plan has worked the entire time. But They've trained us. Corporate is not on the same page as like the normal working person Mm -hmm. there because corporate's like, we should do new flavors. And the the people that work there are like, we've been lying for years. (laughs) This shit's broken. Meanwhile, we're crushing McFlurries as we're working. This is great because we have to clean the machine. At least we're cleaning it because me and my friends have been eating them all shift. At least you benefit in addition to having to do the work. Exactly. I just don't like give it to a bunch of strangers while I'm making minimum wage and I'm pissed off. And also I would think that every time you make one to give to a stranger, now you're like, well, damn, now I want a McFlurry and I have a craving now. Dude, I'm telling you when I worked at McDonald's, again, I was in high school. I had the one for me, one for you, two for me, one for you thing going down, like popping nuggets into my mouth and like squeezing like barbecue sauce tubes, like to wash it down. So <laughs> the manager there was like, we can never keep our supplies straight. No, I, I do was, inventory yeah. and it's always off. Oh my God. No, it's like, uh, it's like in that movie waiting when they find like Andy Milonakis, he's in the, he's in the freezer and he's doing whippets. I was doing that, but with the, the cookie dough. Cause I told you it was pre-packaged mm-hmm. into like these little itty bitty pieces. And so I would just go in there and sit down on, on a box. I would just start popping my mouth like one at a time. And I was friends with the managers because the managers were like barely 18. So we would like hang out after school and like smoke pot and play halos. It was like, it was a win-win all yeah. around. This is why the McFlurry thing is very believable. Like I know how it works there. You just reminded my ADD brain of something totally unrelated to McDonald's, but mm-hmm. definitely related to cookie dough that you were talking about. Yes. A conversation that I had with some friends if you are going to get cookie dough from the grocery store, that's mm-hmm. pre-made chocolate chip cookie dough, not like you're baking from scratch and all of that. If you ever buy that in your house, does it, any of it ever make it to the oven? Do you no, ever bake any of that? No, it never does. Okay. But, I, but I know buying it that I'm not going to put it in right. the oven. I'm, I'm eating this. Okay. Straight. So follow up conversation. How do you eat your cookie dough that you buy specifically for the purpose of eating? Like what kind do you buy Uh and then how do you eat it? Okay. I go straight chocolate chip. Okay. I don't like DVA. I don't do like sugar cookie or anything like that. It's the the, the log. 
I get the log and then it gets weird because what I'll do is I'll cut, like I'll cut a perfect, like straight across in the top of the log, but then I will eat a section out of it. But then as I continue to eat it, I treat it like a tube of toothpaste where I am just squeezing the cookie dough up all the way until the end. And then when it gets close to the end, I use that little metal ring and I will use that to squeegee the rest of the cookie dough out of the tube into my mouth. And then it gets really messy and I just leave it in the fridge like that. So, so you know that's what- me admitting how disgusting I am. So now you know. So what I do, and you're gonna... Oh no, do you like Dexter this shit? You like chop no. it up into nice little... <laughs> kind of, but no. The way I keep it from getting messy is mm. I don't keep it in the fridge. I keep it in the freezer. Oh. So when I want some cookie dough, yeah. I get like a big intense knife and through this frozen yes. log of cookie dough, it's okay. a whole slice. Wow. I do the opposite. I do. Yeah. Mine's in the fridge. And then when I want it, I just like literally shove my hand in the tube and get some more out. <laughs> I had one friend tell me that she also keeps it in the fridge. And mm. once you like get it open. Yes. She gets a spoon and like, Oh yeah. Scoops it out from the middle of the log. The spoon move is very real. And you have to get, you have to get a a large spoon too, because as you start to go deeper into the bag, when you pull the hand out, your hand is covered Covered in cookie dough, which of course you are eating off of your hand because it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like this weird, like slimy residue. And you're like, Oh, that's right. I'm eating raw cookie dough. I should probably wash my hands off now. I am trash. Yeah, I am trash. (laughs) Back doing trash. And then one of my other friends was like, what's wrong with, all of you. I get the kind that's break and bake, but I just don't bake it. The kind that comes like oh. pre-scored, like yeah, the little rectangle that ones. sounds boring. <laughs> and I'm like, well, then how do you get to choose your size of cookie dough? Like how much yes. cookie dough you earned that day? It's all pre-cut. Listen, I, my way of doing it is by far more disgusting than your way of doing it, but I'm still in control. Like I still get to choose how much I eat, which is always too much. I like the freezer idea though, especially because that's why I did it in, in, when I was at McDonald's. I'm surprised I never like carry that over into my everyday life. Yeah, you just... Get a big old knife okay? because you know it's frozen solid. Yes. You go straight down and you have like a yeah. big cylinder slice yeah. of much like the shape of what my family does at Thanksgiving with, with the, the cranberry, cranberry sauce. <laughs> mm, yes, welcome to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Would you like some cranberry? Still not fancy. <laughs> I like how it's just a running joke between you and I that happened to be told on the podcast. Yep. So it's fine. Yeah, we're rolling with it. <laughs> Also not fancy is the latest beauty product that is a food brand crossover that I do not know why. Okay. Oscar Mayer is now selling a bologna inspired face mask. Okay. Not like the kind to like stop the spread of COVID. Think spa mask where you take like a sheet mask and you put it on your face and it's supposed to do good things for your skin. But it literally looks like... A piece of bologna on your face, eye holes and mouth hole cut out. Mm-hmm. It's pink. It literally looks like bologna. It is not bologna. It is on sale through Amazon for $5 starting uh, last week. I'm so turned off by this because all I can picture is Hannibal Lecter after he cut that guy's <laughs> face off. And all I'm thinking of is him going... Like that's a, which is all I would be doing if I were wearing this mask. Like I would just be doing the Hannibal Lecter face... And whoever I was around would be like, dude, stop it. Like, this is fucking weird. Like, you're literally wearing like, a piece of bologna with like little eye holes and a mouth cut out to just yeah. doing the Hannibal Lecter thing. Like, <laughs> that's all I can, like, how would no one else not think about that? It's weird that Oscar Myers, like, we should get into the beauty product kind of thing going on here and also make it look like bologna. Look exactly like bologna. <laughs> to the point where they had to put on all the graphics, like, do not eat bologna mask. That is what real bologna is for. This is not real bologna. Because I'm also yeah. thinking somebody is going to go the opposite direction and be mm-hmm. like, wait, so like if you take bologna and like make it into a face mask, it's good for your skin? No, it's not. Listen, I'm telling you right now, if I if I were younger and I heard that bologna had a face mask, I would definitely just go in the fridge make and be like, I'm going yeah, to bite eyes. the holes in it and put it on my face. <laughs> Worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, I still have a sweet Hannibal Lecter impersonation going. <laughs> like, It's a win-win here. Like, I'm, And then I'm going to eat it at the end. So it's like, this is checking Gross. off all sorts of... <laughs> it's been rubbing on your face oils. <laughs> What's my face oil? What oil is coming from the bologna? I can't tell at this point. Oh. It's all over my face. <laughs> 
Oh my lord, this is hilarious. I mean, I don't know. I feel like every company now is just trying to come up with crazy shit to do and see if they can get people behind it. I'm all for people wearing baloney on their face and doing weird shit with it, though. But whatever, it's not baloney, baloney. So at least it. at one point it was currently unavailable on Amazon. So that means sold at one out. point it sold out, yeah. and then they had to just like reopen the thing so they could create and sell more. Or maybe there's they're controlling their supply and demand. And uh, doing like some tinfoil hat shit where they're like exclusive and they limit it. So people are like, oh my God, this is selling out. Now they're creating more of a demand for baloney face. So bizarre. Do they call it baloney face, by the way? Because that should be the name of the product. If you want to look it up online, it's called Oscar Mayer Baloney Hydrogel Sheet Face Mask. Way too fancy. It's baloney face. I don't really like the sound of this face mask because it sounds too official. I feel like we're like on the Oil of Olay website right now and I don't like it. It's fucking Oscar Mayer. I mean, this, is not got, how, this is not how things should be. And they said, treat yourself, meet yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm okay. You got me back in. Better yet, give the gift of baloney bliss to others. Nothing says I love you like a slice of self-care. Actually, this gift would make more sense for Valentine's Day than eating a McPlant. I'll tell you that much. Like if someone gave you a baloney face mask or took you to McDonald's to have a McPlant, which one are you appreciating more? I mean, both I hope you would not, but I'm just saying. I don't think I'm here for either of these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this makes more sense than McDonald's on Valentine's Day being like, which we all know, by the way, is February 20th, for those unaware. No. <laughs> you were going to get somebody in trouble. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's going to be um, a An couple, a couple that breaks up because mm-hmm. six days later, the guy comes up. And it's going to be like an epic gift. It's not going to be a McPlant, and it's not going to be a baloney face mask. So it'll be it'll be my fault. Well, according to Oscar Mayer on Amazon, remember, you can't spell delightful without deli. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Uh, That that crossover blows my mind. Like, I, I still don't understand how these ideas are coming about. They're getting crazy with it. In keeping with internet things and food, Mm. we go over to Reddit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could actually like completely ruin a restaurant if Reddit gets behind your cause. Yeah, same with like Yelp, which is why I don't like Yelp people. Well, it's kind of combining the two, this story. A New Jersey restaurant was inundated with negative reviews because this post went viral on Reddit. Okay. So the original post was a picture of this sign that was put up at a restaurant in New Jersey. I think it was like an assistant manager or something was trying out, threatening to fire staff members if they didn't get enough five-star reviews on Google that mentioned the server or the team staff, whatever member by name. If you didn't get five, five-star reviews in a month, you're fired. You're so, fired. You don't have a job because so somebody didn't picture. go online. Holy right. shit. So somebody took that picture and put it on Reddit and everybody on Reddit was like, absolutely fucking not. Oh no. And so then they went to the Yelp and I guess Google review page mm. for the restaurant mm-hmm. and went off on them for this quote policy mm-hmm. and then found all the other restaurants that are owned by the same group rated them like crazy too. Mm-hmm thousands and thousands of terrible one-star reviews for these restaurants. If this, okay. So if this truly was one person acting rogue and they're doing it on their own, I feel, I actually feel really bad for this restaurant and all the employees because they're suffering like extreme consequences for one person being a total fucking idiot. Right. Or this is serious tinfoil hat time, or this was the restaurant's actual policy. They thought it was a good idea. And then when shit hit the fan, like the only option is like someone has to kind of fall on the sword and take this. Otherwise, like the restaurant's going to be toast, like and not just toast from like an online perspective. But if they were to find out that like the restaurant was really like implementing this policy, that restaurant's not going to exist anymore. Right. So you might as well like have somebody fall on the sword, maybe like pay them out on well, the this- on the down low afterwards. But be like, hey, we don't support this. This was the act of one manager. You know, we took it down. We're really sorry, blah, blah, blah. But now it's too late because everyone's going online and, and bombarding them with these horrible reviews. I mean, the director of the chain that owns that particular restaurant okay. said explicitly the employee who posted the sign that was not company policy has mm. been fired. Okay. Of course, they don't mention that person by name. Yeah, which you probably find on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm sure. I'm sure. But now that company that owns all of the restaurants. Yes has had to hire what they call like a scrubbing company to remove the negative reviews. That's pretty crazy. It's also crazy that you can just hire a company that can go online and like negative reviews and everything that you have, you can just have them scrubbed. 
I, I mean, everything. you would think if you were working for Yelp or like the platform of Google reviews, mm-hmm. you have some kind of flag system to notice when all of a sudden at yes. one moment, yes, you know, over the span of what, 48 hours, all of a sudden there is a 2000% increase of number of rated reviews yes, and, and they're, they're all yes, one star. They're all one star and they're saying horrible things. And they're probably also mentioning like what they saw on Reddit. Like you don't even mm-hmm. have to do any kind of research into seeing like what is going on with this? Yeah, you would you would think that they would have some kind of like, I don't know, safety measure or something in place to detect that, but apparently they don't, which is really interesting that people can just go and like fuck up a whole restaurant like that. And here's the thing, even if you ever thought about doing something like this at your business as like a motivational thing to I don't know. No. I know I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to increase yes. their number of reviews, right? Yeah, like the, the the overall thought is a good one, I guess, very I see misguided. The, the the goal that you were trying to reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I'm thinking if I'm like on your staff and I have to now go to my tables and be like, "Hey, my name is Ashley. Again, my name is Ashley. Please <laughs> Please help me keep my job. I need you to go write about how great Ashley is in this Google review. Thank you for coming in today. It needs and to be five stars. Ashley. By the way, that's my name. I am Ashley. Like I would uh, just feel so shitty at yeah. the end of like serving you. And yes. now I have to remind you that yeah. you need to mention me by name or otherwise it won't even count. Yeah. And also like every interaction from there on out would be so forced and so awkward. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I'm just picturing like walking up to a table and be like, Oh, cool. You, you playing a game on your phone? You know, it's also a fun game. Uh, you should go and Google review. My name's Ashley. I'm your server. And if you give me five stars, I won't get fired. It's like, holy fuck, man. Right. Like, what's going on here? Like, there's no, like, there's no real organic way to approach a conversation like that where you're going to ask someone to give you a five-star review, but please mention me by name. But also, you can't mention the fact that you're on a quota or you lose your fucking job. Right. <laughs> like, and I don't know. Thinking, it's such a weird thing. And then I'm thinking, if you're just a person that's considering going to that restaurant that day, so you go to Yelp or Google yes. or whatever, and you're reading through all the reviews, it's like, my server, Ashley, was amazing. Yes. My bartender, Mike, was really cool. And I'm like, this is super weird. It's weird. And also, I would feel pressure. I would be like, I just want to go somewhere and relax and eat. I don't want to have to feel pressured to leave a review and also mention someone's name. I don't know. Like, the whole thing doesn't work out for anyone there. So, I don't know. There's like the most misguided way to increase And that's Google why reviews. Reddit flipped out. Uh-huh. So Yeah, yeah. That's why Reddit was like, fuck this. And I mostly just feel bad for all the employees there because they were impacted by the decision of one person in a way that's really shitty. And then now people online are responding in a way to like defend them, but by them defending them, like fucking up the restaurant yeah. and make sure that less people go there. Guess what? Now they're also impacted because less people are coming in. So they're right. making less money. Like the people that work there, this is a lose lose for them, which I think is kind of getting lost in all of this. Unless you go on Reddit and you're like, Hey, I work at this restaurant. My Please name is stop. such and yeah. such. And here's my Venmo. Like, yes. That would be, that would a be go the, fund me, please. That would be the only way, which is really funny. So if you think about it, what the, assistant manager was trying to do, I could see what that person was doing, but it's very misguided. But just like everyone on Reddit, who's then leaving the reviews negatively on the restaurant, I can see why they're doing it, but it's also misguided. And like, it's not achieving what you want to achieve. Like it's just fucking people up that are working there. The, the assistant manager or whoever it was just went too far. Yes. Because you can ask people to, you know, you can put it on the bottom of your receipts or whatever, or you can, yeah, mention it casually in passing without holding people's feet to the fire, literally getting fired. Yeah. And then you look at the person's face and they are giving you like the, please "Please help me, please. I've got to pay rent. Yes. Oh my God. That's so sad. Uh, Rest in peace to everyone working at that restaurant. I hope you find work elsewhere because I don't think you'd be making any money at this place anytime soon. It sounds like not. That's it for my scoop stories this week. All of my food and the news features. We've both been on trips, so I assume that we have some food high and lows to share from the past week. It's a very fair assumption, yes. <laughs> do you want, do who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll start off with the high. A lot of good food. New York has great food. Mm-hmm. Um, again, haven't been there. It's like, what, five and a half, six years now. So it was great to get back. I think my, one of my biggest highlights, though, is this place uh, that we ordered pizza to the bar. It was called Prince Street Pizza. It was just great pizza. And it wasn't like the like the standard New York style mm-hmm. where you're just getting the slice. It was actually like square pizza with like 8 million pepperonis on it. I think I like shared it to an Instagram story. But okay. anyways, um, that was a highlight. 
It was just great food. There was a place called Pony Boy in in Williamsburg in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. um, that had really, really like a really good, uh, just great appetizers and great cocktails. Uh, They had a mezcal. It was a mezcal hot toddy. I was on a big mezcal kick. So like they had a mezcal hot toddies, which I've never seen on a menu before. Mm -hmm. Turns out very delicious. Um, I was drinking mezcal Negronis while I was out there. So yeah, overall, just a great experience. Didn't do a lot of sit-down meals because I was on the go a lot, but I don't have any regrets because it was a really good time. Uh, the food low, and I'll I'll just pick one of them, is something mm-hmm. that I ate, but it technically wasn't food. So I go to the comedy cellar, and this is the second time I had been there because the first time I got kicked out, and that's a long story I will not share on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm there for the second time, and no bullshit, I am there for maybe three minutes when I sit down at the table... And they sit you with other people. It's a very small venue. It's like you're sharing a table with other people, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't care. And uh, a guy looks over at me. And he was like, hey, man, like you want some you want some edibles? And, like hands me like a massive Ziploc bag full of edibles. And it's pretty dark. So I'm like, looking at them. And uh, as I'm holding them up, the waitress comes over, looks at me, looks at the bag and goes and no bullshit. Uh, quote, are you fucking joking right now? <laughs> It's it's him. Yes, I didn't do to it. which like and like I'm literally like in between me and him, like holding it up, and I just kind of froze because I'm like, one, I was kicked out two nights ago, and I had been there for maybe three minutes when I got kicked out. Two, how is this about to happen again? Again, within five minutes before I've even gotten a chance to order a fucking drink. And three, it's not mine, but I don't want to like, oh, it's his, like rat him out, like throw in his face. Kick like, this guy yeah, out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to do, so I kind of froze. I found them on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Floor drugs, I promise. (laughs) You should get this out of here. It's so dangerous. New York's crazy. (laughs) So long story short, she brought it back to the table. It was very much like, hey, you guys don't, you know, like you can keep it, but just don't eat any until after the show. Like they're very strict at the comedy cellar, which I also understand. Um, long story short, the guy was like, like she walks away and then he does like a cheers. He's like, Hey, here's a cheers to the, he's like to the most chillest drug bust ever. Ha ha ha. But then he high fives me. Well, in the high five did like the down low thing where he like slips me edibles. So, Oh my God. So now I'm like, God Sir. damn it. Now I have more on me. Like, dude, you're being really aggressive here, but also like, cool. Let's party. Is he trying to take advantage? I don't of know. That's what I show? kind of felt. I was like, am I getting fucked? <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on here? Am I getting laid soon? No. So, you know, I had been in a bar drinking before and I'm obviously drinking during the show. Again, I'm on a Negroni kick. So like multiple Negronis at one point I go to the bathroom and then I'm like, oh yeah, I have edibles in my pocket. So I take a bite. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Fuck it. Down the hatch. So I eat it all. Go back to the table. Watch the rest of the show. The show's great. Have a blast. The lights come on. The second that I stand up, like literally New York went upside down in my head. Like everything, everything started spinning out of control. I, I remember being like looking around and being like, I'm going to have a hard time walking out of here. Like, so this these is not, time release edibles. Yeah, not good. And, uh, you know, real rookie move on my part. I just get, this is my fault. So I already get excited when I start drinking and I'm around people and having fun. And then I start saying yes to everything. And then you put me in a location I haven't been in forever. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of excitement and you're out in New York and you're like doing a bucket list thing. And like, I just say yes to everything. And I start drinking and anyways. Uh, so yeah, the, the low is that I ended up spending about an hour and a half on the bathroom floor of a McDonald's on the Lower East Side because I was uh, vomiting uncontrollably to the point where I could not get an Uber to go back to Brooklyn to lay down because I was getting sick so much that I literally like locked the bathroom door. People were knocking on it, be like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, dude, I'm not opening the fucking door. Like you're going to have to go to the bathroom somewhere else. Cause if I come out there, I'm start getting sick in public and then I'm going to start getting thrown out of places. Right. Like I literally have to be in here right now because unfortunately I was, it was like a fucked up situation, but I was still cognizant of everything that was happening. I just couldn't stop it from happening. So yeah, I spent my night uh, getting sick. I finally got an Uber I had to let the, uh, make, make the Uber stop. And I'm like, you know what? You can just drive off and take the full fare. Cause I couldn't even make it the whole way back. Cause you have to cross the bridge. I like, at one point was just standing up against the tree with just my head up against the tree um, because I felt so sick. So yeah, it took, it took a couple hours to get back, but I finally made it. So that is my food low. Um, you know, don't, don't take, uh, don't take drugs from a stranger and then forget you ate them and then proceed to drink for four hours and then stand up and, uh, everything starts spinning. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I feel like that's a very loosely connected to food low. Yeah. You know, I ate something. <laughs> These and are it just made, life lessons yeah. and we're going to call it a food low. Yeah. Life lessons. It makes for a great story though. Like I will never forget when I saw a show at the comedy cellar, I will tell you that much. 
I also have a couple of lows that I could choose from, yes, from yes. our San Diego trip. <laughs> okay. But like some of them are not my personal lows to share, but I will say, uh, l- let me do high first. Like you did. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta come high yeah. and then end on the funny note. Um, we went to a brunch that after waiting a really long time for, it was worth the wait okay. because my cocktail was amazing. The appetizers we got were amazing. My entree was amazing. Okay. Loved it. It was this super cute San Diego brunch spot called Breakfast and Bubbles. Okay. Which, yeah. That sounds like the, like the cutest name for a brunch spot ever. It's yeah. like <laughs> pink and everything inside. And there's like a disco ball hanging over oh, the bar nice. okay. and like lots of greenery everywhere. And the menus have like these pink tigers. Oh, or they whatever fully leaned in. They're like, we know oh, exactly what we're doing. Okay, cool. Everybody who works there has something pink on mm-hmm. guys, girls, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's their flair. Yeah, definitely. Um, the appetizers that we got for the table were these pink dyed deviled eggs. Okay. They look kind of crazy because they're dyed pink. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Uh, We got some salmon caviar blinis, like these little baby pancakes. That sounds nice. With some creme fraiche and like the salmon caviar on top. Mm -hmm. And those were gone immediately. Yeah. Uh, The cocktails were all creative and beautiful. And like mine was a spicy watermelon mezcal with jalapeno in it. Okay. What do you call it? Tahine and black lava salt on the rim. So it was like a pink and black delicious thing called a spice up your life. Oh, really cute. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) That sounds delicious too. And again, I think our weekends are sponsored by mezcal. That's awesome. Right. It was amazing. Mezcal cocktail. The entree. I am surprised that up until this point, I had never had a short rib eggs Benedict before. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I have either. It was, how was it? Chef's kiss. Chef's amazing. Kiss. Like, okay. cause it was the heartiness of the short rib. Mm-hmm. And then the hollandaise was perfect. Mm-hmm. The egg just oozed in. Oh, so good. It was one of those situations, you know, where you're like in a group of people, like there were five of us at the table, you're all talking, you're having a great time. And then you start eating and you're like dead silent because yeah. it's so good. You just need to appreciate it. Yeah. Those, no are, more those are the best moments. Everyone, like you don't even have to say a word. It's not yep. awkward at all. Everyone's fully enjoying themselves. Those are the best moments. At that point, it's no words, just sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really delicious. It was worth the wait. Uh, my low while we were at this one spot having like tacos and margaritas, so many margaritas, might I point out, uh, we realized it was like the first day of our trip. We needed to order some essentials to be delivered to the house where we were staying. Okay. So you have an got, Airbnb situation. Yeah, then? we okay. were in Airbnb. Got so it. we decided to go through shipped and order delivery from Target. Mm-hmm. And when you're through the lens of margarita drunk, oh no, your essentials are very different. First of all, yes, you're like, well, we definitely need many bottles of wine. <laughs> we definitely need pepperoni pizza bagel bites. Okay, we definitely need double stuff Oreos. All right, and some goldfish. So just process snacks and a lot of wine. But a then lot also, of wine. if we're going to get the Oreos, we need some milk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's, by all means, let's be responsible. Let's get some bottled water, too, for when we're hungover in the morning. So there you go. You did one thing. That, that makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm realizing this guy was like, okay, so I think they're ordering for a bunch of kids and then somebody's drinking wine. But like, no, it was just yeah. five adult women. Yeah. And then I realized that I ordered it to the wrong address because it's not my house. It's an Airbnb that I didn't remember the actual house number when I ordered it drunk on all the margaritas. So I'm outside waiting on the porch trying to be helpful for when he arrives. Yeah, because, I mean, you have an understanding. Like, this is your your bread and butter. Like, I got this. And he texts. He's like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, I'm standing on the porch. Don't see you. And now at this point, I'm still drunk. So everybody who's like kind of walking by, Uh I think might be my delivery person. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, hey, (laughs) waving from the porch at strangers, just like walking their dog at night or like going into their own house. I knew New Orleans was friendly, but this is another level. Like you really, everywhere you go, it's like they're your best friend. Like, no, I think you just have my Oreos and wine. (laughs) Oh, hey, did you bring me my bagel bites? Yeah. 
So we finally got there and he was like, so, uh, I was like, it's an Airbnb and we're already drunk and I'm sorry. We just, I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. He's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm okay. I just need to see your ID so I can give you this wine. I'm like, mm. got it. Okay. Nice. Well, hopefully he didn't have to go far because we've talked about like the carrying of the water cases. Like, yeah. That's especially the pain in the pain ass. Pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. No, luckily it was just like a few blocks down the same street. I didn't completely screw it up and like order to be delivered at the restaurant where we were or anything. That, yeah. That would have been, I mean, hilarious. But for him, he's like, I fucking hate people. Like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. So that ended with like the very last morning we were there. We were like, we got to finish all these pizza bagel bites before. <laughs> Before we get on the plane, <laughs> we got to have breakfast rosé. Like we really were just like, how can we get rid oh of all God. these things that at one point we thought were staples while we were drunk on tequila at the restaurant. Yeah. Now you have like an oversized amount of like goldfish. I just, it's really funny. I'm picturing like you have to get ready to leave to go on your flight. And you're like, dude, you need to start crushing Oreos and goldfish and like Cheez-Its and all sorts of shit like now, because we are not going to leave this behind. Also pound that bottle of wine. I mean, we had all <laughs> the cups in the dishwasher. So we mm. were just swigging from the bottle of rosé. Yeah. It was literally our breakfast rosé. And yeah. then there was a bottle of red that we didn't finish. So that's in my suitcase that hasn't been unpacked Oh, yet. well then there you go. You brought, <laughs> at least you brought it back. I didn't know if you're going to like leave it as a gift for the next people, for the Airbnb. B&B host. I think we left a third of a bottle of that rosé that at one point we we're just like we can't. We can't. Yeah, chugging rosé that's a commitment. I understand. I'm like, you in know the what? morning, yeah, early yeah. on the way to the airport. <laughs> Don't forget to brush your teeth and chug that rosé before we go. Exactly. Ugh. That's not a great flavor profile. Mm -mm. So learn from experience. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh my god. But again, it makes for a great story and he didn't have to go far, so it's all good. Yeah, so in in the long run, I am glad that we like made that order. Mm. Because we always had drunk snacks, even though they were children's snacks when we got back from whatever shenanigans. Oh, that's shenanigans. Shenanigans. What's yeah. that good place with all the goofy shit on the walls? No, yeah. it's uh, it's really funny, though, that you say that like someone else would think that that was an order for kids, but like adults were watching them because it very was, it very much was like, <laughs> these are kids snacks, but then there's wine for the adults. It's like, or just for the adults. Like, <laughs> yep. it's like, it's like you can't go to the store when you're stoned because you're just going to get a bunch of snacks. Like you're drunk off a shit ton of margaritas. Mm -hmm. Your essentials are very different in that moment. Yeah. So slight yeah. judgment on myself. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be back and uh, we will talk again next week and I will probably have more you know, out of town stories because I am going to a wedding this weekend. Oh shit. Where at? I'll be in Florida, opposite side of the country. Uh, so wow. Look at you. We're doing all the corners. Little jet setter. I will be laying the fuck low <laughs> and trying to get back in a routine because New York broke me like five days of a madness. No but, more puking uh, on the floor of a McDonald's this weekend. No okay? more of that. I made it in the toilet. Thank God. So, uh, but yeah, none of that. I will, uh, I'm just going to lay low and try to not be a trash human for the next couple of days, but please, by all means, live it up for the both of us in Florida <laughs> so we can have stories when you get back. But for this week, that's it for the past, the everything podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for spending some time with us and thanks for as always liking and rating and reviewing and all those things. So we can, you know, keep our job. That's what we need. We need the five star review so we can keep our job like that restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, don't do, don't pull a Reddit, please. You're not, you're, you wouldn't be helping us. <laughs> but do tell a friend, let them listen wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Come back for seconds. <laughs> <laughs>